I had too much ambition to retire and I was too young to retire as well. Hey, welcome to today's show. I'm excited to have Deborah Rochelle. Deborah Rochelle resides in Duluth, Minnesota in the summer and La Quinta, California in the winter. She is a serial entrepreneur who launched her first business straight out of college and soon after launched the first ever prom dress business online back in 1994. Seriously, when there were less than 3,000 websites on the entire internet. Deborah's creations have been featured in Cosmo, Seventeen Girl, in movies like 27 Dresses, and on red carpets seen around the world. After years of growing her highly successful prom dress business, Deborah received an offer she couldn't refuse and sold her company in 2009. At the age of 42, she put herself into retirement and focused on raising her son while supporting a few philanthropic businesses along the way. It was in 2017 that after being frustrated with bedsheets that didn't fit properly, Deborah set out to resolve the problem of the perfectly fitted bedsheet that was also eco-friendly, um, comfortable, and then in no time, a new business was, was born and she took herself out of retirement. Deborah is in the process of publishing her first book titled Boss Lady by Design, Potentially, that, might, that name might change. And she just reached, recently launched her own podcast with the first episode already out and available to listen to. It will be all about business tips and advice, and I cannot wait to dig into our conversation today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> awesome. So listen, we're going to talk a lot about sort of women in their 50s and reinventing. And I really today want to have a conversation on what it was like to balance motherhood with a career and how it's never too late to work on your passions or reinvent yourself. We talked about this before when we first met that women who turn 50 can all like sort of often feel intimidated or fearful of wanting more in our lives. And we spend so much time taking care of others that it feels totally unnatural to prioritize ourselves. It's a shame, especially when we should be feeling freer than ever before. Wanting more might mean returning to ambitions set aside years ago to raise a family or follow a spouse's career. It might also mean finding purpose or re reaping long overdue success. So Deborah, what are your thoughts on women who put their desires on the back burner? Well, I can, I can totally understand how they feel because when it, women entrepreneurs have such a lot of guilt going on. Um, you know, we have our families, we have our husband, we try to do it all. We try, we try to do it all. However, there's, there's so many smart, intelligent women out there with great ideas that it's very, very sad that they're not pursuing their dreams. You know, um, whenever the guilt thing crossed my mind, I would always just try to remind myself what a great example I was setting for my child. And now that he's older, I can say I did the best I did the best I could, and it ended up being gr a great experience for him because I was setting a good example for him. And now that he's older and he's opened up his own business, I realized that it was all worth it. And he inherited my work my work ethic, and my entrepreneurial sense. And the good thing is, I have the ability now to answer any question he might come across because now that he's actually in business, he has tons of questions as well. So it ended up being a good thing. Um, but at the time, putting my son into daycare, that was that was quite a uh, struggle for me, which I'm sure a lot of parents go through. Exactly. You know, I work with a lot of women who tell me that they, they don't really want to slow down or retire, but then we do, you know, we, we've, we've raised these kids and we've gotten this sort of sense of guilt, but 
so now that their kids are all sort of leaving and they're going off to college, you know, lots of women have so much ambition um, and they feel like maybe it's a little bit too early to retire or they can now take themselves out of retirement like you did and say, hey, listen, I want to start another business. Um, how do you, from your perspective, what, what, what are sort of the top three things that they could be thinking about that will help them sort of keep that confidence going and, and motivation to do it? First of all, you have to you have to love what you're doing. Right. You have to love what you're doing, and that makes it not like work at all. It makes it just like taking a vacation. And uh, secondly, you should never give up. No matter what you're doing, there's always a way to, to go about it, to find out what you need to do, um, how you need to get there. Um, so never give up on your dream or what you want to do. And um, thirdly, do a lot of research on what you want to go into before you actually get out there and do it. And then um, you know, shows like this, like your podcast, would be great to listen to and to um, hear what others are going through as well. So exactly. So you know, De Deborah, you you spent so much time in the prom dress business, and then all of a sudden you came out of retirement to start a bedsheet company. Tell me what? Give me, give us the story. Give us the goods on that. Well, I um, I felt like I was just. At the time that I retired, I made the mistake of signing a 10-year non-compete clause, which um, I really wish I wouldn't have. And anybody out there listening, if they, if they have the opportunity to sell their company, just don't sign a non-compete clause because you never know. That, that 10 years seemed like not very long to wait, but it was like an eternity for me. And I felt like I had so much ambition um, and I was too, I had too much ambition to retire and I was too young to retire as well. So um, yeah, you just need to, for, for me, um, it was, it was all about finding what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to get back into business. It was just a matter of waiting it out to finally be able to, to open up the doors to, um, be able to start again. So, so what process, so, you know, you went from prom dresses to bed sheets to probably other businesses that you've got in your mind that you wanted to start. What process do you use to think about those business ideas or decide on which ones to really pursue? Like, how did you know you should pursue this bedsheet company? Well, for me, it was, um, you always want to solve a problem. Um, that's always a good product to have. And as an entrepreneur, I think a lot of women forget to just stop and think about what they're doing. They should stop and say, hey, I just used a butter knife to open that. What could, what could I have done to, or, you know, you're, we're taking our high heels and hitting a nail on the wall or yeah. something. What could I have done to solve that problem? And um, that was kind of for me in the bed sheet, in bed sheet idea. Um, I was, I was putting on bed sheets on my bed and they would not fit. They wouldn't, I was struggling. I took three sets of sheets and threw them in the garbage. I'm like, what happened to these sheets? You know, they're, <laughs> I thought, you know, does, do all bed sheets um, shrink or, or what is it? So, um, and then I thought, you know, I'm a designer. I, I can design a bed sheet that stays on my bed. And, and I did. I just um, got out some straps and put the them on and voila, they worked great for me. And then I was telling my girlfriends about them, about my sheets. And they were just, oh my gosh, you got to make some for us. We're having the same problem. And I don't know. And there we go. So, so we ended up... Um, I ended up helping them out with their sheets. And then after a while I thought, well, geez, you know, my girlfriend, she has a son with PTSD and he was constantly thrashing and having nightmares in the middle of the night. And 
Um, just his bed sheets would like tangle him up. So I thought, you know, there's really a reason for these sheets and it has much more to do with the, just my bed sheets being put on my bed. I mean, these can actually help people. So I thought I took the idea to Macy's and they absolutely loved them. Um, Macy was one of my first big customers that placed an order with me when I had my prom dresses. Um, and so I took them to them and they said, you know, we love them. We love the idea. We'll put them on our website right away. But you know, we need more than just bed sheets to kick out another um, another vendor. You need to have more than bed sheets. So I started thinking, okay, well, the typical thing that goes with a bed sheet would be a duvet cover. Yeah. <laughs> and so I made the typical duvet with the buttons at the bottom, and I tried to get in there, and my hair would end up a mess. And you know, those th those duvets are like awful. To I don't know if you have a duvet, but you can't like get the duvet inside the duvet covers. So I thought there's got to I'm a designer. I can do this. So I um, put zippers on the sides and flipped down the top, put um, the duvet in and attached the corner so it wouldn't come out of place and zip up the sides, flip over the pocket and voila, you got a duvet now that you don't have to struggle to get into. So that's kind of the thought process that went through my mind. It's just like when you get to a problem, you have to stop and just think, hey, I, I can solve this and, and can others use it? Exactly. And there's so much that I want to break down on that whole conversation. Like, first of all, you use previous skills that you had in the past that, you know, you brought forward those skills into something new, which is awesome. Your designer skills, your sewing skills. Um, and then just sort of that, it sort of feels like everything was all about just a minimal viable product, right? Sometimes we we, we think, oh, everything has to be super perfect and it needs to be this way before I can launch something. But it sort of sounds like your process has evolved. And the third piece too, was that you built on previous relationships that you had, like with the Macy's, you had a previous mm -hmm. relationship with them. You, you touched base with them again and you reached into that. So, you know, you're using skills, you're, you, you weren't worried about perfection. You were just getting mm -hmm. it out there and you were building on relationships. And I think those are three things that everybody who could be listening to this, any woman over there, anybody, but specifically women in their fifties who are looking to maybe do a little bit of a reinvention or, you know, how do I take, you know, my project management skills and bring that into something new. And that's, that's kind of what, how easy really kind of it is. You just, you, 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 you've got the experience. It's, it's a matter of just finding and like you said, taking it and, and using that to apply against solving the problem. So I think it's wonderful. So what gives you so much confidence? Because there'll be many blockers that people will face that prevent them from making progress. So what are the sort of blockers, those little voices in your mind that come to you? And, and what do you do, Deborah, to, to stop them from you know, you know, stalling you. Yeah. Well, I think for me, I think age has a lot to do with it. I think we're a lot more confident at 50 than I was at 24. And we've been through so much and, and um, been able to work with customers in the past that we've, we've figured it out. You know, um, you just have to take those skills from, from our age that we are now and be able to, to use them and, and to, to try to do your best, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, before we come to an end, I, I want to just rapid fire three sort of questions at you and just first question, first, first response. So what is the first thing you do in the morning? What's the first thing I do in the morning? Yeah. 
Um, I like to get up and read a book now, now that I have the time. It was never something I could do when I was working in my 20s, but um, now I like learning from others and I like hearing what they have going on in their lives. So I'm all about biographies and things like that. So Awesome. And what, what, what is the one thing you want people to know about you? Um, the one thing I want people to know is um, if they're, I guess, I guess for me, um, knowing, uh, knowing going into business and I, I want others to have the confidence to, to be able to go into their business too. And it's, it, you know, you can't, you can never fail. You can never fail. Just give it all you got and go for it. And it's a learning experience either way. So, um, yeah, I, I never surrender. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. And if you had to go back and give your 30 year old self some advice, mm -hmm. what would that piece of advice be? Oh, don't sell your business. <laughs> You're doing fine. It, it like, um, my business is doing fabulous. Obviously that's why somebody came to, out to buy it. Um, but I think for me, um, I, I always, it was always like, it's, it becomes a part of you. It's like your baby. It's your, it becomes who you are and, and what you're doing and what you're all about. And for me, it was, I think that was a tough thing. I always thought, Oh geez, why did I do that? You know, but then I, at the time I was thinking I can always go back into business, but 10 years later, it's not, it's not, it's not that it's not easy to go back into business. It's just that you have to start over from the beginning, beginning again. Right. But, it, but it is easier to do because now you know the mistakes that you've made in the past and it's easier to get there faster. Awesome. Well, Deborah, I just want to thank you so much for being on this podcast. If this, we are now at the end of the, the broadcast. So I just, again, thank you for joining us. Um, I love your ambition. I love your motivation. If people wanted to check you out a little bit further, where can they find you? At uh, DeborahRochelle.com or the... We are now doing a new website for businessfashiontips.com for the podcast. So, so it's called businessfashiontips.com? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Deborah, thanks again. And uh, I look forward to having you on the show again. Thanks. Thank you.